The first lesson, which is also the basis for the sermon from Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me. He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley which was full of bones. He had me pass through them and go all over among them. There were very many on the valley floor and they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these dry bones live? I answered, Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I am about to make breath enter you so that you will live. I will attach tendons to you. I will put flesh back on you. I will cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you will live. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling, as the bones came together, one bone connecting to another. As I watched, tendons were attached to them. Then flesh grew over them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind that this is what the Lord God says. From the four winds, come, O wind, and breathe into these slain so that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. Breath entered them, and they came back to life. They stood on their feet, a very, very large army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They are saying, Our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, we have been completely cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them that this is what the Lord God says. My people, I am going to open your graves and raise you from your graves and bring you back to the soil of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. I will settle you on your own land and you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. The word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If you go by word count, Ezekiel is the longest book in the Bible. Needless to say, there's a lot to learn and a lot to know about Ezekiel. So, if you were called on right now, and don't panic, Obviously, this isn't going to happen. But if you were called on right now and asked to say out loud everything you know about the longest book of the Bible, everything you know about Ezekiel, the man and the mission, how long would you be able to talk? Now, this is a pretty biblically knowledgeable congregation. I don't doubt there are a few of you who could go on for a while about Ezekiel. But if your answer to that question is not long or not at all, Take comfort in knowing that you are definitely not alone. And why don't we try to change that? Why don't we set the modest goal this morning of learning just a couple of things about God's prophet Ezekiel? First, the Lord's nickname for him was Son of Man. In the 14 verses you just heard, the Lord calls Ezekiel Son of Man four times and Ezekiel zero times. Probably the reason God gave him that nickname was to keep him humble. Yes, Ezekiel was a prophet with a direct line to the Lord, but he was still 
just a son of man, just a human being. So that's one thing to know about Ezekiel, if you didn't already know it, his alias, the son of man. And by the way, son of man was also Jesus' favorite name for himself. Of course, Jesus was not just a son of man. He was, it still is, the son of God. But the fact that he humbled himself and became a human, that's what distinguishes him from the Father and the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the second thing to know about Ezekiel, if you didn't already know it. Ezekiel had to watch his nation die right in front of his eyes. Ezekiel started preaching to the Israelites just seven years before that nation died. They were still alive when Ezekiel started preaching to them, but they were on life support. Because for centuries already, the Lord had been sending prophets to the people in Israel saying, Repent before it's too late. Turn away from your evil. Turn back to the Lord in faith. And for the most part, the people in Israel said, Why don't you go jump in a lake with your repentance? We don't care about the Lord. It's a lot more fun to worship in the pagan temples. So the Lord sent them more prophets to tell the people, Repent. If you don't turn away from your evil and turn back to the Lord, He's going to send a mighty army to wipe you out. And for the most part, the people in Israel said, you prophets have been crying wolf on that for hundreds of years. You keep telling us we're going to get wiped out if we don't repent, and nothing ever happens. We're going to live forever. So finally, the Lord sent Ezekiel to say, repent before it's too late. And the people in Israel treated Ezekiel the way they treated all the other prophets before him, and then it finally happened. The mighty army of Babylon marched into the southern half of Israel and leveled everything. The northern half of the country was already gone. They'd been conquered already for a century and a half. But now it was the southern half turf. They got everything leveled. The Babylonians even plundered and burned the Lord's own temple. And anybody who was anybody in Israel, anybody young, strong, talented, influential, got dragged far away into exile in Babylon, and Israel's death certificate was signed. Cause of death, unbelief. And like so many other people, Ezekiel got chained and dragged away into exile in Babylon. So there's a second thing to know about Ezekiel. He had to watch his nation die. And of course, the Lord was also looking on as Israel perished. He sent them that death as punishment for their unbelief. And this, this was not the first time that the Lord watched death come to his people. Because some thousands of years earlier, God gave life to the first people. Perfect life that never would have ended. And all those first human beings had to do to maintain that beautiful life that God had given them was keep one simple commandment. Don't eat fruit. This is not the most challenging commandment that God has ever given anybody. And it wasn't even don't ever eat any fruit. It was just don't eat fruit from one particular tree. Keeping that one commandment was their opportunity to serve God and thank him for the life he had given them. But then Satan came with his half-truths and his outright lies. And he convinced those people that God was somehow using that commandment to hold out on them, 
that they could have so much more if they just disobeyed the Lord, they could be as wise as God himself, and they listened. And when they did, death came to their life. Spiritual death right away, physical death later. And it didn't just come to them. They dunked the entire human race, you and me included, into death, physical and spiritual. Like the rest of his countrymen, Ezekiel was weeping in Babylon because his country was dead. And how could it ever come back to life? And then Ezekiel tells us the Lord took him to a valley full of bones. Dry, dusty bones. Deader than dead. And the Lord asked his prophet a question. Son of man, can these dry bones live? And because Ezekiel was just a son of man, he didn't know the answer. So he said, Lord God, you know. And then he found out. The bones started lifting and rattling. They clamored as they joined together, joint to joint. Then muscle and skin wrapped around the bones. But still there was no life in those bodies until the Spirit blew in from all directions to give them the breath of life and raised them up, gave them life, and not just life, a powerful life, raised them up to be a fearsome army, too numerous to count. And the Lord told his prophet, this is what I am going to do for your nation. You are dead, dry, dusty bones, and I am going to raise you back to life. I am going to bring you back to me in faith, and I am going to send you back to the land where you belong, where you will live in peace and safety. And that's exactly what the Lord did for Israel. So now, actually you know three things about Ezekiel. We exceeded our goal by 50%. Ezekiel also got to see his dead nation come back to life. After Adam and Eve fell into sin, God was standing over the valley of mankind and he saw the entire human race as a giant pile of dead, dusty, dry bones. And he was determined to bring us back to life. So he sent his son down into this world to bring us life. Jesus earned life for all of humanity by keeping all of God's commandments perfectly. He gave us life with his death on the cross. By the work of Jesus Christ, the bones of the human race lifted and rattled and came together joint to joint. By his death and resurrection, muscle and skin wrapped around those bones. And then the Holy Spirit came in from every direction to blow the breath of Christ's life into the human race. You know, he started doing that right away in the Garden of Eden for Adam and Eve with the first promise of a Savior. He kept at it throughout the Old Testament through the work of prophets like the Son of Man, Ezekiel, until the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, was born into the world. He blew in on the day of Pentecost and breathed the life of Christ into 3,000 souls, and the Holy Spirit is still hard at work doing this today. He has done it for you through water and the word. And every day, all around the world, the Holy Spirit is breathing the life of Christ into thousands of more people everywhere. Every time he brings another person to faith, 
he raises a soul to life. Now when the Lord brought that nation of Israel back to life, it was meaningful. It meant that these people who had been separated from the Lord and his love were now back at his side. My people, the Lord called them. And it meant they got to go home where they belong to their promised land. You know, when the Lord raises us to life through the work of his Son and his Spirit, that life is meaningful. It means he is our Heavenly Father and we are his children. And we are headed to our own promised land, to the kingdom of heaven, because when God raises the dead to life, that life lasts forever. Now with all of the little details in Ezekiel's vision, it can be easy to skip over some things that really are important. And if we dealt with all of them, this would get very, very long. But just one of them is this. When the Holy Spirit breathes life into those bodies, what does he raise them up to be? What does he raise them up to do? Does he raise them up to slouch back down again? Does he raise them up to slack off? No, when the Holy Spirit raises them to life, he turns them into an army, fearsome and vast. Now, what are good armies known for? Bravery, discipline, and of course, fighting. God has raised you up to be a soldier in his army. Be brave. Be willing to live the life that Christ wants you to live, no matter what consequences you may face for it. Be disciplined and follow God's commands in your life. And be willing to fight. Be willing to fight the evil that is around you in this world and the evil that is inside yourself with the truth of God's word. Living and speaking that truth is the only effective way to beat the evil around us and inside of us. Because what Ezekiel saw happen in that valley is still true. When God raises the dead to life, he raises them up to be his army. Christ brought you that life. The Holy Spirit has breathed it into your soul. And you are headed to your promised land. So until you get there, be a good soldier for the Lord. Be brave, be disciplined, and fight for the one who brought you to life. Amen.